And the show started. Hey, brah. Hey, brah. Hey, brah. Pull Turn that, up, uh, pull that mic a little bit closer to you, brah. Uh, so is this better? That is way better. Yeah, that's so much better. You're so much better, Pat, than you were last week, because because uh, we're always improving. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Yeah. No, that's that's what that means. I thought uh, last week was fun to have Matt Banks on the I show. I enjoyed big money. Yeah, enjoy big money. Everybody enjoys big money, uh, and Matt Banks. Of course. Yes. So, Pat, uh, how has how have you been? How have you been? No, no altercations this week. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking out for those. Yes. Um, seeing a random T-shirt. It was okay. a Jack Del Rio, like when he was on the Jaguars. Yeah. Okay. Who number one? Who has a T-shirt of the head coach of your football team? <laughs> <laughs> so it was a T-shirt yeah. of Jack Del Rio yeah. coaching the Jaguars, and it said "Jacked up on Jack." <laughs> There's a lot. Some of, guy was wearing this to a, a Chicago baseball yeah. game. That doesn't make sense to me. I, I the only shirt I've ever seen with a coach on it is maybe uh, Ditka, the coach. The coach, yeah. But other than that, I haven't seen it. You know, Jaguars like jagging off. They that's what they like to off. say. I'm jagging off. I like it. Yeah. So if I was a Jaguars fan, I yeah. would wear that shirt everywhere. Yeah, the Jack Del Rio shirt or the jagging off. Jagging off. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Jack. That is random because Jack Del Rio. It's not like he's that uh, great. Of, like hasn't proven that much yet, right? Has he ever been in the playoffs? Uh, With the Raiders this year. Should we? Right, he got bounced first round. They got bounced first round. To be fair, they did lose their starting quarterback. Uh, yes, Derek yeah. Carr. Yeah. So yeah, but he was in the playoffs this past year. But yeah, they uh, yeah they lost their quarterback. They got, Anyways, he's yeah. not like an iconic coach. Not iconic coach at all. No. no, very standard coach. He doesn't deserve a t-shirt. No. No, no. Do you think there are somebody that, that, that does deserve a T-shirt out there? Ditka. Right that Ditka. makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, he's not a current coach. If you had to pick yeah. a current coach, who, who's a bit of a nut? Somebody who that's also a little wins. bit out there. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously when you think of, like, Belichick, as South Park likes to say, uh, you think of him as a winningness coach, and he's kind of weird. Do just your in job. Milwaukee, those just, are like, just those are like all those barstool T-shirts. Yeah. You yeah, probably yeah. have those. Yeah. Uh, what is one that's kind of out there? I would say, like, Pete Carroll is somebody that wins and that is kind of weird guy. In Seattle, it would yeah. make more Apparently, sense. Apparently, he's a 9-11 truther. Investigate 9-11. A 9-11 was perpetrated by people within our own government. What? That he thinks that, like, it was an inside job type oh. of thing. He's outspoken yeah. about that? I, I've, From what I've heard, he said that Sort of a risky case. move as a yes. head coach in the NFL. Yeah, like I said, I can't say anything never about direct, anything. I've heard from other sports. people. I've heard from other people that he said that. I have not confirmed that with him. I Either that, or he's just trying to cause more attention so, to himself. So he would be somebody that would be on there. 
think so. That's a, I don't that's like an Pete Carroll personally. I don't really like him either, but I no. could see people wearing Speaking a t-shirt. Speaking of shagging with him. off, yeah. Pete Carroll. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you glad you saw that shirt, Pat. Uh, I saw. You know, we were talking about the sports things with uh, when they make the advertisements to know about sports. Yes. There was SNL this past week did a whole sketch where uh, there was two guys talking, and in the background there was a basketball thing going on, like a two guys playing basketball in a park. And the whole point of the sketch was that these guys in the background had never played basketball before, and they didn't know what was going on. So he, they said, uh, have you guys, you know, like, playing basketball is a requirement. He's like, oh, yeah, I took a basketball studies class at Juilliard. You know, like one of those. Basketball studies. <laughs> yeah. If uh, anything, you would think that would be the referee or coach yeah. versus playing. But, so, the whole, yeah, the whole concept is basically like it was funny because SNL was just making fun of what I talk about all the time. Oh, where the there's ads. Like, where, yeah, and ads are – I talk, there was that one Brendan Fraser movie where uh, they just were – they were – playing like pick up basketball in the background cut and the to guys, the guy ripping the shirt off yeah yeah <laughs> and the guy and the guys were like playing a one-on-one basketball game the wrong way like he was like facing the wrong way <laughs> he was tripling and like clearly they had never played basketball before this is just snl i'm just glad that somebody else is picking up on that uh you know make sure you know what's going on in the background it's distracting for people that know about sports but you heard it here first but you heard it here first folks you heard it here first you're welcome that's a jared chubb step original that's true that yeah yes that's very true that's very true um, what else, Pat? What else? Um, got a question, and feel free to email the show and tell Ooh, us what you think okay. next week, or tweet at Trevor. Yes, whatever. At Chubstep Podcast. Do you find Tinder to be social media, or just is it a dating application? I'm in love with the Chinese. Uh, I I personally think that it is a type of social media. I mean, I, I think it's it's people. What is a social media like? It's like well, people here's interacting. The thing. To be on Tinder, yeah. you have to be on Facebook. Yes. They draw all your information and your pictures from Facebook. That's right. So wouldn't that make it social media? Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, here's why I bring this up. Okay. The last living white male rhino in the world before extin- extinction. Yes. Is on Tinder right now. <laughs> okay. Because they tried mating him with two females and yes. were not successful. Okay. So basically, the white rhino is about to go extinct. Got it. Or the northern white rhino. Yes. I don't know if there's a difference or not. Maybe it's the northern white rhino yeah. or it's just a white rhino. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Serious don't issue know. because of all the poaching that takes place. Yes. Way to go, assholes. Yes. We're yeah. about As to we lose found species. Out in, in Tanzania, we found out a lot of poaching yes. going on. Yeah. So anyways... <laughs> This rhino is on Tinder. It says, is described as one of a kind Mm -hmm. who likes to eat grass and chill in the mud. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So the purpose of this is for them to raise $10 million so they can develop into vitro fertilization methods to keep the rhino alive. They say that it's going to take years. They're against the clock. They need to raise $10 million. Wouldn't you go elsewhere besides Tinder? Doesn't seem like it makes the most sense uh, of all the things. I don't. I don't love all the social media with the animals. Uh, something that pissed my dad off more than anything was uh, they had this live stream of this giraffe giving birth, and this live stream. Oh had been man, going on. that pissed me off too. Who cares? Who <laughs> not cares? Only that, That's disgusting. Who wants to watch that? Not only that, but it had been going on for like weeks, weeks and weeks, just this live stream of nothing going on. Finally, it happened. I don't need to see a live stream. I'll get the highlights if I really want to see it. I can go ahead and spend, you know five seconds watching after it's happened if I wanted to, which I don't. Right. But, uh, no, I don't need the animals on social media because it doesn't make any sense. 
because, uh, you know, somebody else is making this for him, obviously. You want to know why have, else? They don't I don't have, care. <laughs> I don't care either. <laughs> I don't care either. But also, they don't have the fingers to even press the buttons on the phone. They don't have a, a rhino-sized phone, and they don't have, you know, they don't have opposable thumbs. Mm. They can't press with their thumbs or their, you know, their, I bet you their hooves would not even activate the phone. It's like me with the back of my hand trying to do stuff. Like it's not going to, well, that's not a good example. It's like me with this remote and I'm hitting it on my phone right now and it's not doing anything because that's what a, a hoof feels like. damaging it. It's damaging it. And you're going to smash my phone if I put a Tinder app underneath the Rhino. So anyways, phone. I have some stats here. Yeah. There's 1.86 billion active users on Facebook. That's okay. over double the next, um... The next highest social networking site, which is YouTube. YouTube's considered a social networking okay. site now. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, my point here, and maybe the BBC, who did this article, BBC stands for what, Jared? Uh, big Black <laughs> No. British Broadcasting <laughs> I might take that up. British Broadcasting Are you sure that's what it stands for? British Broadcasting Channel. Yes. I figured you would know what that stands yes. for. Okay. Anyways, my point is, and like I was saying, maybe they didn't list it, is wouldn't you go to another site besides Tinder and trying to be cute with something? Um, yes. I, I, I don't get Wouldn't that. it be much more effective yeah. if maybe it was, um, what's the word, trending yes. on Facebook or you had a big YouTube video? Yeah. How do you raise money off Tinder? So they have the option to click the link. Okay, so it's just people are going to match with it and then are going to see thing. it Here's my thing. What if they don't even come across it? <laughs> you have to be looking. Okay, so this is a male. So it's got to be females looking. It's either gay males is, yes. or females looking for males. Or maybe, yeah, okay, that's so. You're, you're already limiting by doing that. You're already eliminating. I just you know, don't understand why Tinder. I feel like they're being too cute with it. They are being too I think they're trying it. to get the emotional aspect of it. Just go for the home run. Yeah. And here's my next thing. What if somebody becomes emotionally attached to the rhino after matching with the rhino? There are some people about this? like that. This could turn into – this is a slippery slope. This is a slippery slope. Uh, they fall in love, rhino and a female. And next thing happens, and, like, the zoo was basically behind it. Now the zoo's liable. I think this uh, – It's not a zoo. It's some – some yeah, but there's a zoo that is holding this rhino, right? It's a no. It's a I can't even say conservatory. It. Yes. Okay. So this conservatory is now going to be liable when this female falls in love. Uh, there's some sort of bestiality going on, and uh, you know she, they're going to get in trouble. They're I would honestly be more effective on a GoFundMe page. I'm not even kidding. No, I agree with that. The I agree Tinder with that. App. Like I said, you're you're eliminating all the guys that are looking for girls on Tinder. You're not going to find this rhino on there. And in the news, yes, the BBC, which again, yep, BBC, yeah, BBC, says just includes Tinder. Doesn't include if it's on anything else. Yeah, so there this you go. Is just, this is a terrible catch. I don't like it. In my opinion, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I I'm hate all it more for than trying to raise the money and what they're trying to do. Yeah. I'm not for how they're approaching it. I agree with that, Pat. I agree with that. It's uh, it's very upsetting. So that's very the upsetting. random news today. No booze news. I guess that's okay. Random news. There's nothing wrong with random news, right? All news is good news. All good. <laughs> <laughs> that could not be a more incorrect statement. Here's a, here's a little bit of a, a thing with nature, going along the nature path here. I was uh, planting, so my mom's birthday is on Earth Day every year. Happy birthday, happy, Gwen. Happy birthday, my mom. So... We like to do something earthy. Her name's Gwen, right? Yes, Gwen. Okay. That's correct. I, I, we like to do something earthy. You know, we like to do something for the world. 
on Earth Day, you know? So this year we planted some trees at this local thing near my house. And uh, Nice. Here's a weird thing that happens. You surround a tree. After you, after you plant this tree, you surround, what do you surround trees with, typically? Um, other trees. Yeah, mulch. Mulch. Which are just ground up other trees. <laughs> How disturbing is that when you really That's think about disturbing. it? <laughs> yeah, right. I never thought of it like that. <laughs> you have this tree growing and like and in here's typical a murder landscape. Tree. Here's a murder tree. I'm grounded up. This is like the other day we, we had to move our fish tank from our back room into our kitchen because we're remodeling our back laundry room. And our, our fish is just sitting on, on the cabinet, which is fun. You know, the fish is very active, you know, having a good time. And the other day we're cooking and we're cooking fish. And it's right on the counter. I'm like, this is not okay. No. You can't have this filleted. Take this, them out of the room. They this, don't need to see this. <laughs> this filleted, Poor fish. This filleted salmon just sitting right next to this. Poor you know. fish with the attention span of what? Yeah. Like two seconds exactly. And it just can't It's it can't n- not see it because it's just this glass walls around this fish tank, and you're just seeing this dead fish, you know, laying there. Be like, this is going to be you when it's, you eventually yeah. die. It's the same concept as the mulch, and so I just have a problem with it. Are you supposed to eat dead fish, or are you supposed to kill it? Serious question. Wait, what are you saying? Like if you found <laughs> like if a dead it, thing? If you found like a dead fish and it was dead for like a number of hours. I don't whatever. think you're supposed to eat dead. You're supposed I think, to kill it. I think you're supposed to kill it because when it dies, then there's usually something wrong with it. Right. Right. And so I think so that's like the same if thing. If goldfish died, you couldn't eat it. Like, well, tribute I don't know. Because <laughs> I haven't done too much. To, this is just based on, in your life. <laughs> this is just based on what I, you know, I guess if you were waiting right there for it to die and then maybe it died from some brain thing and then its muscles were fine. I don't know. I, there's so many factors. And I think people just avoid that most of the time because a lot of times, you know, you get some sort of sickness from this rancid. I ate a death. minnow when I was a kid one time. Yeah. I got sick. Yeah. Why did you eat? How, why did you eat a minnow? Because I caught it and I was curious. So you just ate it live? Yeah. Wait, wait, Dude, kids do how dumb did you catch things. it? How did you catch it? A net. You had a net like I in had the river. Like a little kitty net. Yeah, in the river, and you just caught a in minnow. In a lake. In the lake, and then you just put it in your mouth, and you got sick. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> put it strange. in my pants. Strange how that happens. It's like sushi. I don't know why you'd get sick. You know, it should be fine. Right. Yeah. Dead or alive, whatever. It's raw. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. I have no I have no problem with that. Bird up. Hello. I this is something I forgot to get to last week, but I felt bad for this guy. I was I was on the flight back from Salt Lake City two weeks ago, and this guy on his phone, instead of uh, I was I was sitting there, I was listening to some podcasts, I was reading a script, and the guy next to me was watching The Love Guru on his phone. <laughs> And I was like, you felt bad for. Him? I felt bad for him. Like of all the Not choices you, had, <laughs> of all, all the choices you had, buddy. And he's sitting there, and he has this phone. You know, first of all, watching something on your phone is kind of depressing. Yeah. It's like it's so small, and to watch like a full movie on that with your headphones, it's kind of you know, like I get it as, as a last resort, right? Where I'm on, I'm on a frontier flight, and there's no TVs on the flight, right? And it's not like the he's screen, using, like the the shitty plain Wi-Fi. Yeah. No, I think he had to download it on his phone. Oh. Okay. But that's what he chose to download, <laughs> and and that part really bothered me about him. And it had a hard, it made, it made it had a, I I wanted to ask the, the stewardess if I could switch seats. But, you know what's uh, depressing is the movie stars who were huge in the '90s just seeing every movie they do now just get worse and worse. Like Mike Myers, Mike Myers, it is yes. Adam Sandler. Yep. You know. Yeah, I watched uh, Adam Sandler. I love them both. Yeah, but so their do I. Movies, so do I. Like, I like them. Have not been as good as they were. No, when these they got these Netflix out. series of Netflix movies Adam Sandler's been doing is just not. Oh my god, that one with good. Spade recently was horrible. I didn't watch that one. I watched. I just watched the uh, Sandy Wexler, because Doctor Drew said he was in it. So I watched it. Doctor Drew was in it for 
I've maybe maybe the, two minutes of the full movie. I've seen that one and haven't clicked on it. Yeah, don't. It's just don't have they're just okay. It's not like a horrible movie. It's just not good. It's like what are you doing? Like this just doesn't. I don't know. I don't get it. But uh, if people, I guess if he keeps people enjoying him because he keeps making them, I guess. But it's just it's not people probably who watch it just because they love the actor. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, like I. You it's and just, your Brendan Fraser movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you want to get to some emails here, Pat? Yes. Okay. Email the show chubstep.podcast oh, at gmail.com. Fancy signature here. I already know who it's from. Yeah. Chubstitute teacher, I barely know her. You are driving down the road in your car on a wild, stormy night when you pass by a bus stop and you see three people waiting for the bus. One, an old lady who looks as if she is about to die. Two, an old friend who once saved your life. Three, the perfect partner you have been dreaming about. Which one would you choose to offer a ride to, knowing that there could be one, only one passenger in your car? Not copy and pasted from the internet. Trevor! Mm. Trevor at Chubstep Podcast. Tweet at Trevor. Yes. Okay, Pat, what are you thinking of this? So you got three options. Friendo. Old friend who life. saved your life. Love of your life or an old lady who's about to die. Um, she looks like she's about to die. We don't know if she's actually about to die. Here's my thing. If yeah. she's going to die, the car ride might not save her much longer. That's true. So I'm not I'm not taking the old lady with me. <laughs> also, it's 2017, man. I could get sued for her put putting her in my car yeah. and her dying in my car. Yeah. I'm not if I don't know her, yeah. I'll I'll call 911 and pick yeah. up someone else. Yeah. That's what I'll do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tape down the lower parts of my pants. I'm going to put cheese near my feet. They're all going to run down there. And for 1 minute, I'm going to squirm squirm like a you know what? I can't say it. But after a minute, I let them out to eat the cheese. I'm gone. Thousand bucks in my pocket. An old friend who once saved your life. Um. Well, why is it an old friend? Ooh, wow. Good. Way to read into that. You saved my life, so I fucking owe you the rest of my life now. Yeah. Is that why you did it? You just saved my life so I could owe you one. Yeah. That's kind of bullshit. If you're gonna save my life, just be a hero <laughs> and walk away. Be my friend forever. Yeah. I'm going with the partner I've always been dreaming about. Yeah. I'm riding off in the sunset, never That's looking what, back. I was thinking that same thing. And uh, here's, you know, typically, unless you mean like it's an old friend who I hang out with all the time. But I, if it's an old friend I haven't seen in a while, like fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. What you say bye bye. Bye bye. Get a ride from someone else. Well, that's what I'm thinking here. I, I'm thinking I'm gonna call if. if oh, here's the other thing. Yeah. If they're a friend. Be like, I can't right now. Yeah. I got to do this. As you understand. Friend, as a friend, you, you should would understand. understand that. Yes. You take care of this yes. dying lady. Yes. I'm taking the What's chair. he going to say? Pros before hoes. You know he's going to say it. <laughs> it's at that yeah. moment I say you're not being a bro. You're, not, you're being <laughs> a hoe. Goodbye. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, no, I, that was what I was thinking, too. The old lady, if she is actually looking like she's about to die, I'm going to call the ambulance. I'm going to call yeah, my What am I going to do? Yeah. I don't have to, like, I got places to go, right? <laughs> Time for this dying person. <laughs> I'm going to call an ambulance, call 911, tell them to pick up and, this you lady. You know, also, they'd probably have a better chance of, one, getting there faster and giving yeah. her treatment faster. Yeah, that's that's why they have the lights on their car. Yes. And I agree with that. And then also the friend, I'll, you know, I'll call him an Uber if he wants, <laughs> you know, if it's that big of a deal and I say, you know, I got to take this, this person home. So, yeah, I agree with you, Pat. I'm going to the third option as well. Nice question. Nice question. Yeah, I appreciate that. Here's our next one. This is says, to Pat, Jared, and possibly third random guest, if applicable. And it's not. Not today. Not today. We do have an interview later 
with Microdot, and I did that separately from Pat because Jared of like a scheduling conflict. It was a scheduling conflict. If you've but ever yeah, listened to an interview, it's all about it's the Jared show. It's just all about me. I'm all about yeah. me, baby. <laughs> okay, this is from Frequently Flaccid. <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> Frequently Flaccid uh, I appreciate us. the recurring emails. We always, like, we always appreciate the emails. Do you think the increasing prevalence of social media encourages and exacerbates narcissistic characteristics in people as a whole? How and, and if so, how do you think this will affect the continued evolution of human culture and society moving forward? To answer that, yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily what he's getting at where it changes people as a whole, but I think people definitely have alter egos on social media. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? They're a little narcissist on the internet. Well, in general. I mean, literally everything on social media, for the most part, is narcissistic in the most sense. Other than, let's say, uh, I mean, even me posting the podcast on it is like, hey, check out my thing. Check out this podcast that I'm doing. I mean, just to a sense. It's I'm, not I'm meant showing, harm. No, no, it's not. Narcissism is not. I mean, you're assuming narcissism is is meant to be a negative. Th- like it's it's meant to be harmful to others. It's it's not. So it's you just, mean it's just self promotion? Self-promotion, in any sense, is narcissistic. To, to yeah, assume that other people, to assume that other people care about what you're, you're doing, you're is narcissistic. Gonna, you're not yeah. going to go online and post like you just won an award and not take. It's like by you posting it, yeah. you're taking some hey. sort of credit. Hey, Mike James. Hey. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. Hate your sweatshirt. What's up? Hey, it's all good. It's all good. Hey, I love you boys. Sorry for. This is accidental. I'm sorry, yeah, everybody. He actually didn't know we were recording in here. Oh, my God. I'm glad I wasn't naked. Yeah. <laughs> I usually go to work. But uh, good to see you guys. Enjoy the, uh, hey, enjoy check, the out the check out the Real Boys. Check out the Real Boys. New sure. episode out yes- or today, yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Or yeah. today. Well, yesterday. yesterday. Yes. We're in the future, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's all about future. pizza. Thank you. I'm going to embarrassingly walk away now. Goodbye. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> what were you going to do in here? I don't even know. <laughs> <Water. laughs> good uh, surprise guest. Surprise guest, uh, Mike James. Uh, good, t- good to see him. Uh, was that narcissistic? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But you could imagine if it was. Anyway, I... Not, I'll be honest. Yeah. I might not even know what the definition is. I always thought narcissistic <laughs> was evil. <laughs> okay. Why don't we look up that, Pat? Why don't we look up what that is? Uh, this is having an excessive or erotic interest in oneself and one's physical appearance. Okay, then, yes. Yeah. I mean, even if you post something as a group matter... You're still posting it for attention, or the attention still coming towards you. Yes. No. No. Totally. I mean, that's the whole the whole thing is pulling more attention like, towards you. E- even if you're like, you know, it, it just wouldn't be possible. I can't take any of the credit without yep. my team. People are still giving you that attention. Yes. So in a way, yeah. It takes other people to interact with it for it to be relevant, and in that sense, it's almost not. Nar- if people are interested in it and checking it out, liking your stuff, in that sense, it's almost not narcissistic like you know it's it's it is narcissistic that you are posting it out there but also at the same time it's like people are interacting with it so right i don't necessarily think it's a negative in that sense it's not a negative thing i i i think as a whole it's not good though i mean i just think in general uh it is it's it is a lot more of a it's all about me like my it's all about me baby i would say a majority of me baby i'm not saying in general it's gonna like ruin the world or anything like that i don't think so I don't think, and now that I actually know what the word means, I don't think yeah. it's necessarily bad all the time. No. You know? No, no, no. There's certain... You, like, you, hey, I'm having yeah. a kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, exactly. And and leaders in general, you know, are narcissistic. I mean, you have to, you have to feel that people 
want to be able like you have to feel so confident in yourself that you want to lead that you think people actually like enjoy being led by you. So for politics. So there's positive things. Or if you you're Lovey Smith, the head coach yeah. of the Illini tweeting. If you look back at basically every president, um, some of like the a lot of every single one of them has had narcissistic tendencies. Every single president. You can find some crazy stuff, especially some of the historical guys like way in the past. And uh, Abe Lincoln. Abe Babe Lincoln, Lincoln, Babe Lincoln, Teddy Roosevelt, huge. Anyway, there's some stuff you look back and there's some crazy. Anyway, so it's not always a horrible thing. And But do I think this is uh, perpetuating at social media in the general mass sense? I think it's yes, and I feel like people are getting a little bit too into themselves and not into, like, the group culture of, like, let's make everybody better. Right. That's my only thing with it. So then it's like, oh, uh, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for the email, guys. Chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. How about a Jeff Goldblum movie review? All right. Hi. 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 I'm Jeff Goldblum. You, you interest me strangely. You have uh, you've uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Because she's sweet and like a peach and like a juicy and sweet. Yeah, you're afraid to be too Goldblum. He no. thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's going to be Goldblum. By jamming them into his pocket. I'm going to get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit. Goldblum is content. Uh, people always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? All right, Pat, I'm thinking I might have a movie that you've heard of here. Go ahead. 1997's The Lost World, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yes. Yeah. I actually have a story about that when you finish. Perfect. So this is directed by Steven Spielberg, one of the few uh, sequels he'd ever directed. So this is the sequel to the original Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park 2. So this is starring Jeff Goldblum. He is reprising his role as Ian Malcolm. Julian Moore is in this. Uh, She... She claims to have done this film uh, to pay off a divorce settlement. She claimed after the <laughs> after the movie. I don't she like plays, dinosaurs, she but plays I'll do Jeff it. Goldblum's uh, girlfriend in this. Pete Postlewaite. He is in. Uh, he's like the bad guy in this. The main guy that's kind of hu- trying to hunt the T Rex. He I recognize. He's the bald guy. He's the bald guy. The With usual the suspects. Inception. Yes. He's in a bunch of other things. He you died recently though. Before you finish, right, I like this one better than the first one. I actually like this one better than the first one too. Continue. Yes. Richard Attenborough. So this is the only guy, I believe, that was in the original Jurassic Park as well. He's the old guy, the professor-type guy that kind of runs the whole thing. Vince Vaughn is in this. Do you remember that? Not really. Vince Vaughn is a main character in this movie. Vince Vaughn really is the documentary. That. Okay, so I guess before we – let's get to the rest of these guys. Is he so, just an average Joe in this movie? No. Peter Stormare is also in this. He was the Fargo. In Fargo, he's one of the main two bad guys. He's in the Big Lebowski, Armageddon. He's like kind of like always like an Eastern European guy. Love Big Lebowski. Yeah, so this guy, uh, he's in this. Richard Schiff plays Mr. Anderson Ballers. He's also in this. Okay, so here's a story. For those that don't know, everybody's probably seen this movie. In 1997, it set the record for opening box weekend. So a lot of people Isn't have seen this movie. Isn't it crazy how that record's always getting broken? It keeps getting broken, yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. And so... Yeah, I, I would say most people that are listening to this have seen this movie. So, you know, I don't need to go too many details. Basically, the storyline is that after they had gotten off the island in the first movie, they talked about that there was another island that was pretty close to it. I think like, it might have been like 80 miles away, actually. But 
another island where they kept and let all the animals grow, all the dinosaurs that I'm saying here. So all the dinosaurs, they would let them grow on this island, and then they'd bring them over to this island that was more, like, inhabited, and that's the one where they would have, like, the viewing area for all the... Um, the viewing area for visitors coming to see Jurassic Park. So on this island, uh, they decide that they're going to want to bring over some dinosaurs back to San Diego and make a new exhibit in San Diego. And before they do that, they send over a small crew to document and film the island where the dinosaurs are growing on themselves. Jeff Goldblum doesn't, you know, he's like, this is a horrible idea. And, of course, his girlfriend, Julianne Moore, is one of the people that's over on the island already. So he has to go in this basically rescue crew to go over there and rescue her. At the same time, these guys are trying to get these dinosaurs off the island to get them to San Diego. So it kind of, like, escalates from there. Oh, no. So I agree with Pat, where I actually like this one better than the first one. I've seen this one a lot more than the first one, to be fair. And this is also right in the wheelhouse of <laughs> our age group, like, where when this came out, you know, we're six or seven. Yeah. And I had all the toys. You had all the toys, and it's very fitting. We're like we're in the time frame where all movies are very good at that time as well. But I did just rewatch this a couple days ago, so and it still holds up. And I, yeah, I enjoyed this movie. I, I uh, this is top tier Jeff Goldblum movie. This is Jeff Goldblum on the Jeff Goldblum movie review scale. One of the fun facts about this movie: Do you realize those T Rexes are not CGI? They're real life size things. So when like they show robots, yeah, oh, no, they're massive. They're massive. I bet. They weighed nine tons. And they had to build the sets around these T-Rexes because they, they were so big. How they get move? Or how would they get... Dude, I would not want to be an actor standing next to that thing. Yeah. Imagine if it collapses. Yeah, it sounds like bye bad. Bye-bye. 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 So what was your thing about this movie, Pat? Oh, it's kind of unrelated. But yeah. basically, I got this movie for Christmas on Christmas Day. Yep. And I watched Home Alone before it, and I took my toboggan down my stairs and crashed into the table yeah. before the family was coming over. Yeah. All the food went on the floor. They're like, go yeah. watch Jurassic Park. Yeah. Not watching that movie anymore. <laughs> so then I watched that movie, and I loved it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. and uh, They had the cool movie, like, cover, too, the VHS cover. Yes, yes, better, I remember that. Be- definitely better looking than the first one. It I had, agree like, with a that. silverish yeah. to it, where the first one was just black and red. Yes. And Jeff Goldblum was starring in this, and it was actually very relevant that, that this comes out, that I ended up reviewing it this week, and I had just watched this recently to review it this week. And then a couple days after I watched it, it came out that Jeff Goldblum will actually be starring in the next Jurassic Park movie that they come out with, the sequel to Jurassic World. When is that? They said it's going to start filming in 2018. Is he going to be Ian Malcolm? He'll be the same character, and he'll be back. Spoiler uh, alert. Spoiler alert. He never dies. <laughs> spoiler alert. He doesn't die in this one. Yeah, we can tell you that much. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So just relevant. This is a sequel, then you'll be in another sequel coming up. So that was just announced this week. Good news for Mr. Jeff Goldblum. Another movie to review in the future. Okay, how about some Tanzania news? Okay. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure. The scientists claim that the patient is now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a what are you from Tanzania? Yes, I am. Uh, Tanzania, quartet ready for Italy's wheelchair tennis showdown. You know what I'm talking about here, Pat? I don't. I'm talking about the annual competition to be staged in Baia de Conte 
uh, and Algerho Tennis Club in Italy. In Italy. So <laughs> Tanzania, won the, Tanzania won the African qualifiers held in Nairobi back in February. And because of that, they get to play in the world uh, tennis. So wait, I'm confused. They're representing yeah. all of Africa? Well, they want, I think maybe they get like something from each continent gets to f- compete in this world games for in Italy. Paralympic. Okay. Uh, so these people, so basically here's the issue though. So the only problem we face now is a lack of sports gear. So they have four players competing in this in this uh, tournament in their own wheelchairs playing get tennis. four rackets? They're having a hard time with the gear. And, but you're right, tennis does not have a lot of gear. They, they have to have the special type of wheelchairs that are not like normal wheelchairs. They're probably more like the... Um, okay, so they're more mobile. They're like the ones that they play the basketball, like yeah. when they play wheelchair basketball. So you could don't flip as easy. You can't really flip so easy in those. Safer. Safer. And then, yeah, they, then they would, you're right, there's not that much gear, but I guess just, you know... The wheelchairs? Yeah, wheelchairs. I remember uh, Anna Kornikova one time talking about in Russia when she was growing up, they would play tennis and they would like the tennis balls they were using were so old they would be like no felt on them anymore. Really? You know, yeah, even though tennis balls are so cheap, just like yeah. Russia, you know, just like you, you kind of take things eat for tennis balls. I know. In this country. Yeah, exactly. We take things for granted here. So Tanzania defeated host nation Kenya two to one in the men's finals, and that is how they got this qualification. So we'll see how they do. Go Good go uh, go Tanzania, go Tanzania. But I think it's really cool when uh, people don't let, you know, disability slow them down. I think that's just an awesome Absolutely. thing. Like, like it's, I've talked about in the past. The coolest things is when I go to Alpine Valley snowboarding and you see the people, the blind skiers going down. I think that's like incredible. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And they have a guide that will take them, like, stay, like you know, go down right in front of them and kind of tell them where to go. But they're doing it on their own, and it's just it's pretty cool. So power to them. Good luck uh, in the games in Italy. So we'll save the rest for next week. But basically, uh, we got Mr. Microdot coming up here, this interview. I want to thank Mike. Actually, none of the show would actually be possible without Microdots because he was the one that hooked me up with the Adobe Audition software. Hell yeah. So big shout out to him. Everybody, check out his. Uh, we, we give a little, we'll have links in the info for this podcast. And then we also. We'll post one of his songs at the end of the show. So after the interview, listen in for the end of the show and check out Microdot at all the places that we talk about in the review. Warning. 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 Gravity failure. So I welcome on to the show, Microdot, Myco. You guys can find him SoundCloud.com slash Microdot, Facebook.com slash Microdot Dubs D U B Z at Microdot underscore Dubs. And uh, so Mike, with a K. what's that? Oh, Microdot. Yes. Yeah, okay. M I K R O D O T for those that uh, don't commonly spell Microdot. Good call. Good call. <laughs> so, uh, so Mike, you are right now. I guess tell us a little bit. So you're you're into the dubstep scene. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Explain as you would a child. Well, um, I've been in the scene for a little while now. I would say I just started to kind of take um, bookings as of last year, and it was a really it was really good for me. I mean, I I went to uh, Chicago, which is where um, I'm originally from. I'm living out toward Minneapolis now, and. Um, Basically, got a show out in Minneapolis as well. Been to Philadelphia, um, 
and it was just a really good debut for as far as like the bookings go but basically what i'm mainly up to producing dubstep and uh or actually mainly a sub genre of dubstep called rhythm and rhythm is basically like dubstep it's just a little more uh repetitive um a little wonkier and um yeah i really like it quite a bit it's been an awesome adventure so far yeah that's i think uh there's a reoccurring theme with a lot of the guests that we have on here in case like people haven't picked that up but I, like we really respect people that are just kind of like going for it like you know I, I know you've always been in the music scene like you've always you know you and me for those who don't know had a you know hip-hop group in middle school stc mafia but you <laughs> know but like way back <laughs> in the day so but i mean like you stuck we always had i think we always had to think for music and you even more than me and, and the fact that you're you know you're continuing to go down that path now is awesome. I think like I, we just have a ton of respect for like anybody that's just like, I'm just going to go for it. And I like, I think it's definitely, definitely man. yeah. So thank you. Yeah. It was, it was so cool to, you know, think about how in middle school we, that's how we started off, man. Was just basically, you know, that's what I wanted to do was rap, you know, we both yeah. did and we, and we love hip hop still to this day, I'm sure. Yeah. And um, that's kind of how what started for me was just kind of wanting to make beats that were original that we could rap over so that I didn't have to, you know, steal other acapellas yes. from already uh, existing tunes. And, and it was a lot of fun, man. We had a great time just yeah. chilling in the basement and, and doing that. And yeah. so from to be here now and, you know, thinking back to where we started, it's just, it's been such a, a, a process. And, and I know that there's only, more ahead but like you said yeah man i'm just definitely i'm going for it i really am trying to follow my dream and it, so far it's been working out pretty well i mean it's going pretty well i would say that's awesome that's awesome and uh yeah really happy to hear that so how did you kind of start into the whole dubstep part of it like how you know like I, obviously like you said we kind of started off with hip-hop and then you know we we kind of stopped that more high school time and then i know you always kind of you picked it up and just kept going with with electronic music, dubstep, that kind of stuff. So, what? Why did you go that route? Well, I had always loved the sound of dubstep ever since I first heard it in high school. I was just kind of blown away by the sound. It, it was dark and like uh, mysterious. There was you know atmospheres to it, and it was actually meditative as well um, through repetition, essentially. And I, and I just thought that all of that embodied into one thing. It was really cool. It almost reminded me of, like, music that I had listened to in some video games that I had played when I was a kid, such as, like, um, Metal Gear Solid, for example. Yeah. I feel like I feel loosely is, is related to dubstep. But anyway, so I kind of started off uh, making rap beats, as, as we had just said, when we were, like, rapping, you know. And um, from there in high school, I kind of moved on to trance. Cause I really just liked, um, you know, like dance beats. I, I liked that quite a bit and wanted to try to emulate it. And then, um, I moved kind of slowly into ambience because I found that I really enjoyed making music that I could fall asleep to at night because I have a hard time sleeping at night. And so I would make like kind of chill beats in order to kind of just listen to, to, to help me sleep. And then like those two things kind of came together, those like atmospheric aspects of ambience. And then, these like the synths that are in trance and i ended up trying to create dubstep and um i had so much fun doing it that i just had to continue doing it so i guess it, it has a lot to do with the genres i created in the past as well as just the impact that dubstep had on me 
and the life-changing experience that it gave me. And so I just really wanted to kind of try to do something with that and push the sound forward, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I, I remember, like, the first time I noticed you doing that kind of stuff, you had a, you had a Facebook or Twitter, something a long time ago, you said you were a double-holic. And I just remember yeah, cracking up when I, <laughs> when I saw that. Uh, you know, fans of, the, fans of the show are called Chubaholics. So it's perfect uh, perfect down that line, you know. So, yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> and I just made that up right now. Uh, but <laughs> so, okay, so, okay, so – what what goes into a dubstep beat? Like, what are the different sounds that are kind of you know changed, or what what kind of like what what is the essence of a dubstep beat? I would say the majority of it realistically is the sound design. So that's what makes it unique. You know, are the synths, and it's and it's very easy to um, just download sound packs or free samples and kind of throw something together with those. But I think really um, what makes each artist unique is fact that you can actually find your own sound in these these digital synthesizers and that's really where the sound comes from the rest of it is very simplistic you know that's why people i think feel like it's super easy to make dubstep is because you know you just got your kick you know hat snare and very basic it's all in 140 pretty much you know bpm Mm -hmm. so um i would say it's mostly really in those synths and being able to find your own sound within those synths is going to create a unique tune and that's very important so what is kind of the process going along that line like what is kind of the process of you making the song i would say the first thing that i realistically do and i know a lot of people do it different a lot of people start off with drums but i like to start off with the synth and kind of draw my inspiration from it there's a lot of different types of energy you can get from from synths, you know? I mean, you can have um, very deep emotional synths. I mean, there's such a vast range of emotions that you can draw from these sounds. And that's kind of what I like to do. I kind of like to find, um, just kind of um, kind of manipulate the sound or just mess around with it and just until I hear something that sounds really cool to me and then kind of just go from there and, and create um, a tune based off of that sound. So I would say I draw quite a bit of inspiration from the sounds I create. Yeah, that's awesome. So when you're drawing different inspiration, like is there uh, the different regions, there's different like hip hop, you know, like hip hop from New York sounds different from hip hop in LA. Is there like, is, is dubstep from the South, like have like, you know, synthesized banjo and dubstep from Minnesota, like polka type uh, <laughs> synths or what? Is, is there an actual difference between uh no, that, different that's regions. actually like a really, yeah, man, that's a really cool thing to bring up. Very um, insightful thought right there. It, it definitely changes from country to country, I would say, or even from, you know, the West Coast to the Mid Coast or uh, Midwest, whatever. But um, yeah, man, you, you get like a lot of different um, grimier sounds like from the UK or like grittier or... Um, yeah, I guess I, just like deeper sounds, but out here, I I, I would oh. say that a lot of it is more like um, it, it's like more like tear out essentially, which is like another subgenre of dubstep. It's like kind of sounds like dinosaurs or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I personally like to I have like an alien sound, and that's uh, I think it goes really well with like the whole Martians crew thing that I'm a part of. Um, I like to kind of stick to that sound, and I really. Um, it's probably my personal favorite, but yeah, there's just a, a vast majority of sounds and it definitely changes, uh, depending on 
uh, what country it's from. And that to me is really cool because it's like the music is uh, a product of its environment in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned the Martians crew, like, you know, talk about that a little bit. Uh, the Martians crew, basically, um, there's a lot of different, uh, like crews or whatever you want to yeah. call them groups within the, the dubstep scene and Martians crew, uh, consists of four guys, which is kind of rare because there's uh, a, a lot of like crews in the scene, like have so many guys in them. And I think that the, the main purpose of that is essentially to um, get your name associated with something that's bigger than yourself, because it's so difficult starting off in the dubstep scene or just any scene in general, realistically mm -hmm. on SoundCloud, it's just so saturated because there's so many people who want to make music. And so yeah. anyway, uh, the Martians crew to me though, is, is more of a family. It's very, uh, we all support you quite a bit, um, you know, help each other out with uh, uh, different aspects of our music and kind of point out, um, you know, places where we need to improve and, you know, compliment when things are really good. And that's what I really like about it a lot. I was in a group um, before the Martians called Shamans. And I feel like that was, uh, it, it wasn't really as tight knit or family oriented as Martians is. And, um, so I left and with the help of another guy, we started up Martians and um, it's been really cool. I mean, all, all the guys who are in it right now are local, like they live within yeah. an hour or so from me. So, you know, we get together sometimes and we'll sit down and like work on it together all of us and just the amount of energy that's in the room is just so vast and, and you can just learn so much from each other and it's really cool. So a dubstep crew is not like a gang where you you can only leave in a box. It's just if you're ready to move on, you can move on. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely <laughs> <Okay>. not. <laughs> yeah. So are there are there like other genres that you see leaking into dubstep? Or maybe vice versa. Do you see dubstep leaking into everything else now? I would say I see dubstep specifically and like just electronic dance music, yeah, for sure. Kind of leaking into um especially hip-hop i guess because i listen to hip-hop and rap so i kind of notice it more but yeah dude definitely um that and I, I don't necessarily see other genres coming into dubstep or, or like time that'll be the future of dubs of um different genres i think that's pretty much the um you know how we get new genres essentially would you would you say that Megan Trainer's "I'm All About That Bass" was the most popular dubstep song that's probably been on the radio? Um. Oh, oh like the the one where it's like all about that bass, not trouble. <laughs> yeah. I don't. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't really know. Is that considered dubstep? I, I don't. Well, really I don't know. I, I'm not the dubstep so expert. It doesn't sound. <laughs> I just based on the lyrics, I would I would say it is. But based on what the you know what the instrumental was, I would say not at all. Well, I think that tune has like a much deeper message, but <laughs> I feel like you were just being sarcastic. I was a little bit. Over my head. I was a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for calling me out on it. Um, yeah, for sure, man. Okay, so can you make any song a dubstep remake? I would say no. I've definitely attempted to make certain tunes, specifically hip-hop tunes, because I like kind of trying to bring that yeah. into dubstep a little bit. Um, and some of the more chill ones, like for instance, I tried messing with uh, Mask Off by Future, which I'm sure you've seen mm -hmm. like blowing up on social media through different memes, stuff yep. like that. And I tried to sample that and um, the energy was just very chill, especially, you know, you have that flute in the background. So if you're going to uh, 
something into a duck platoon, just make sure it has some energy. Because, you know, really, you you want people to be uh, dancing to your tune. That's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, So, Mike, how do you how do you kind of balance like trying to make music versus like trying to find gigs versus, you know, like performing? Like how often do you try to to do shows if you can? Um, Definitely. I I take as many bookings as I can. You know, It, it helps really to have management now that can like handle a lot of that stuff for me, because like you said, it, it really is a lot. I mean, when I'm not at work, I'm, I'm working on tunes or I'm, I'm mixing or, you know, I'm doing a, like a master for somebody. And so it, it is really constant work. Luckily, I do have time to sleep still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, yeah. you know, I, I, there's guys in, in the Martians crew, even uh, Ben and Forrest, they both have kids and. Uh, it just absolutely blows my mind that those guys are able to still put out the quality music that they put out and be as good as they are of um, DJs with with children to worry about. It's just crazy. So I'm kind of blessed in that aspect to where I don't have to worry about that right now. And hopefully I won't for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. And I see that you have some shows coming up. These are just some of the more recent ones I saw you post. But uh, Farm Fest in New Jersey, July 21st to 23rd. Well, Stephanie, Farm Fest is going to be awesome. That's uh, I performed there last year. as ton of on a lot of massive artists that are going to be there, and um, yeah, I absolutely can't wait for that one. Uh, I have another one uh, coming up soon, July twenty uh, eighth, in July twenty eighth, um, right? Dub- yeah, Dubpocalypse. Oh yeah, yeah. There's that one too. There's Dubpocalypse. I'm opening up for uh, Bomber, uh, Helicopter Showdown, and uh, there's somebody else as well. Um, and then I have uh, the the one in, that's coming up most uh, recently or most soon. I'm sorry, is going to be the one uh, May fifth, and that one is going to be in Niles, and that's going to be um, a pretty massive show as well. Niles, and Illinois. then um, yeah, Niles, Illinois. Awesome. So it'll be really cool. It's it's so cool to to get bookings out in Illinois because you know I'm able to um, you know see family, visit my brother or my sister, stuff like that. Kind of make a little trip out of it. Yeah, I, I definitely. I definitely enjoy that quite a bit. Um, and then I think there's another one coming up too that's going to be more like a deep dubstep set. I, I also do like more like uh, spiritually oriented uh, sets. It's not all like the um, the higher energy dubstep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I gotta I gotta switch it up sometimes, man, because yeah. it it really gets to be um, a toll on you, kind yeah. of really all that all that energy, you know. Yeah. So it's good to take a break a little bit. So I'm looking forward to that set as well. Yeah, very different shows, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Just a, a lot of stuff going on right now. A lot of shows coming up, so yep. super excited for that, man. Woo! The electric in the air! That's awesome, Mike. Is there anything else you want to uh, you want to say? You want to promote or anything else like that that I'm missing? Uh, sure, man. Um, you can uh, check me out on Spotify as well, uh, Microdot with a K. Um, some of my tunes are on iTunes. Um I have a couple of EPs out on there. The rest of my stuff is pretty much for free download on SoundCloud. Um, I'm a big believer in free music for a lot of reasons. But, um, yeah, so check that out as well. And um, we also have uh, merch that we just came out with for the Martians crew. We have T-shirts, and they are 15 bucks. If you guys are interested, they're on teespring.com. That's uh, T-E-E spring.com. Awesome. That's uh, thanks a lot for calling in, Mike. That's perfect.
Yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. It was yeah. really good to talk to you. Yeah, and good luck for the shows. And we'll post uh, links when uh, when you have those shows coming up. We'll post the links uh, to those events. All right, awesome, man. Thank you so All right. much. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Okay, and that was Microdot. Great interview there. Thanks a lot for calling in, man. Nice work. Nice work. And you guys, check out the show every Thursday on iTunes. Tell a friend. Email the show, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. You guys have heard this all. I say this every week. iTunes reviews. We love them. And the show has ended. Till next time. Yeah.